Hey guys, hey guys, welcome to um, the third episode of uh, Market Your Journey. We have a very special guest with us, a non-marketer, engineer, um, and he has done a lot of things in life. I, you know, give the stage to my co-host, Shreyas. He'll uh, introduce uh, our friend here. Hey everyone. So we have got Mohit with us. Mohit ha- has, you know, been an engineer in his life and thereafter had done as an MBA from one of the top B schools across globe, uh, that is Neeti. And thereafter, he worked with Cognigent for around you know eight years, and started a journey back in India, moved to US, and now here in Toronto in Canada. So he has been a you know a path maker throughout his journey, working in uh, uh, digital technology consulting, and you know. Uh, it has been a journey full of a lot of curves and a full, a full of a lot of uh, highs and lows. So I give a stage to Mohit to, you know, to let us know about him. Thanks. Thanks, Shreyas. And hey, um, hi, Kabir. And thanks for the introduction, lovely introduction. Uh, so as Shreyas, you have already pointed out, uh, so I started my professional journey as an engineer. I did my electronics and communication engineering from Delhi. And then after that, I joined Infosys where I worked for two years as a system engineer where I was you know, writing automation scripts for uh, logistics clients. And uh, you know, we were uh, just trying to understand how the lay of the land, understand how the IT works and got interested in the business. Uh, there on, I wanted to take a step back and you know pursue my MBA there. So I got an opportunity to complete my MBA through Nitty, as you pointed out. Uh, those two years went by very quick, and after that, I joined Cognizant, where I've uh, been working with past six and a half years now. In Cognizant, I got an opportunity to work in various parts of India, uh, like Bangalore, Pune, and Mumbai. And from there on, I got an opportunity to work in US. I moved to US, worked there for majorly banking and insurance clients in North Carolina and Massachusetts. And then from there on, I decided to move to Toronto. And now, right now, settling up in Toronto and working for an insurance company. Perfect, perfect. So, you know, uh, what I would like to know is, like, why do you decided to do, go for an MBA after your BTEC? What was the major reason? Because, you know, you were working well uh, for Infosys, as you pointed it out. So what was the major reason to go for an MBA while you were working for a big company like Infosys? Uh, it was a personal decision, Shreyas. And uh, to be honest, like, I've been work- I was working with Infosys for the past two years. And I started to learn. I took a lot of learnings from that company, uh, but I wanted to take a step back and then grow my skills, under you know, in, you know, increase my levels by interacting with the different people, uh, find out new mentors and new guides in life. So basically, uh, Nitty was providing all of that a very good bunch of batch uh, with you know different ideas, different mindset, which help you grow when you are you know part of an org- uh, education institution. So Niti provided that uh, opportunity and then I sure grabbed it. Sounds good. Uh, you know, from what I know, uh, Niti is one of the top 10 B schools in India. Uh, if I'm not wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, Mohit. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned that you worked in um, India 
US and now in Canada. So what are the different challenges that you have faced in all the three countries like India, America and, and, and Canada? And, uh, you know, what are the different things that you will want to say, okay, this is the pros, this is the con of working in India or US or Canada. Uh, so the basic question is how different it is. Uh, you know, the viewers should know how different it is that uh, the work, workplace is in India and how different it is in US. So definitely there is a, you know, if you ask me, there is definitely a cultural difference. These are two, you know, there are, you know, there are different cultural variations when we move from one geography to another. I born and brought up in India. I was very comfortable in India. Uh, from a professional perspective, uh, you know, lines are blurring right now. And they've, they've been blurring before the pandemic, but now after the pandemic, it's been accelerated at a much higher pace. Uh, if I have to point my finger at something in India when I was like working, I was considering I'm coming from an IT background and I'm, I'm uh, majorly talking uh, with the banking and insurance clients. Most of my clients were either in the Europe, US or, um, you know, some of the uh, Canadian region as well. So uh, when I was working in India, I was relying on more, uh, you know, virtual sessions and, you know, utilizing technologies to basically interact with the client, trying to solve the problems and then, uh, you know, day in and day out working uh, like that. When I moved to US or Canada, the one-on-one -on -one interaction with the clients definitely has increased. But, uh, you know, considering after the pandemic, that has also gone away. And like, as I mentioned, like the lines have already blurred a lot. So anyone can be working from anywhere right now. And then, uh, you know, we are all using our, um, like this Zoom or other meeting technologies to basically uh, work. So I, I think there's, Definitely a difference from a cultural perspective, but from the way people are working together, there are a lot of cult people who come from different cultural backgrounds and they work together as a part of the team, either co-located in one location or like, you know, coming from either uh, Europe or different territories. Mm -hmm. So yeah, things are actually blurring up for me. And uh, I think that is the, that is the experience for the, a lot of other people as well. Basically cultural, um, uh, cultural, things that you need to find out of other people to know how uh, how to go about in professional life also, right? Yeah, you know, you move from one geography to another geography within India as well, you know, the jokes change, the language yeah. changes a little bit. Exactly. So you, the way you interact with people changes a little bit. So that happens, right? Yeah. So, you know, Mohit, you told about cultural differences. Uh, before, you know, to move forward also, I wanted to uh, let our audience know that Mohit is also an author and he has written one of the books on blockchain technology that's think blockchain so we wanted to know that what 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 was the reason and why what was that time that you decided to write that particular book uh, can you just tell us and our viewers about that sure so blockchain uh, yeah we we definitely uh, so I co-authored that book with two of my colleagues, uh, Varun Upadhyay and Abhina Varun. And we were both working at the same location in Pune. And then um, I got to know about this technology, I would say a little late in 2016, by the time uh, enterprises started looking at this technology and started to know the potential. I got to know it through some discussion with uh, in a focus group session and then I brought back and then started discussing it with my colleagues who was who I was working with pretty uh, closely. And then we started, uh, we, we all three shared our interest of decentralized technology, right? How it can change the ecosystem of any new industry. And we have all grown up 
using peer-to-peer -peer systems uh, and the blockchain technology was something that was bringing a kind of revolution um, uh, and has a lot of potential so we wanted to understand a little bit about it we wanted to get into the technical weeds of it because we come from technical backgrounds we wanted to understand how the architecture looks like and what are the different use cases of a blockchain technology those were the early times when clients were also looking to understand what this technology is all about what this uh, what are the use cases what how can we use it in the retail space in banking space in the insurance space uh, so that was the idea that that basically led us to a path where we wanted to understand what this technology was all about and there was not a lot of material available so we decided once we once we started going through this journey and started exchanging notes and uh, understand the architectural framework of the blockchain technology a little bit more we decided that we realized that we already have a good amount of chunk of content with us mm -hmm. that we can you know look to publish so we decided to publish it at that and we were able to publish it on amazon kindle platform perfect absolutely i saw that i saw that book on amazon the other day I, I was so i was researching about you a little and you know i went to amazon and saw your book it's still available i read like four five pages unfortunately i'm a hotelier so i understand less <laughs> less about technology i know more about soft skills uh, you know uh, so coming coming to that you know blockchain is one of the most um, interesting technologies these days and especially now covid coming in uh, you have everything touchless so i think that that will do wonders in future with what i can see uh now my question is um, how do you uh, marry technology and marketing together if you could just throw up some light on that and um, our young uh, marketers would like to know uh, in your view um, how would technology and digital space help marketing uh, marketing field that's a good question uh, i am so your if i understand your question right the question is how the marketing is affected by technology and how digital Absolutely. is becoming the new Absolutely. Uh, the new uh, lingo so the way i understand this industry and the way uh, you know i have interacted with my peer and the way i understand is this industry has is where the innovation is happening quite at a rapid pace uh, you know digital marketing was something that was earlier a lot of for a lot of people it was new there was a huge ad Uh, digital ad business and mm -hmm. if you see right now in the market there uh, it, a lot of consolidation has already taken place uh, there are platforms developed by googles uh, facebooks of the world uh, amazon of the world so a lot of consolidation has already taken place and uh, a lot of these platforms which has huge number of features and huge capabilities are already in the hands of uh, you know consumers all around the world right uh, now i think where it's heading by utilizing the technology is uh, you know it, it has reached to a phase of adoption so any new technology that comes into place it, it becomes a novelty first and then you know it it sees a consolidation phase where then uh, uh, some of the big names basically consolidate the market and only mm -hmm. you will see only three or four players Uh, pushing the technology around it, and then after that, uh, the focus shifts on the adoption across the across the industry. So right now, I think we are in the adoption phase where these companies have created a very good platforms, and now we are pushing for the adoption side comes from India. So I'll give you an example of it. India. Like you would know right now that Facebook has uh, Facebook has basically announced that there is something called Facebook Shops, and then there are Google Shops. so now the focus has shifted to bring hyper local markets 
onto these platforms so that uh, and a payment electronic payment industry has also you know boomed a lot back in india so there are a lot of payment providers yeah, like ptms and now whatsapp uh, since yeah. facebook has already invested uh, mm. uh, in reliance geo so whatsapp is also looking to get a capability in terms of uh, you know uh, sending out money uh, via yeah. digital payment system so that's the kind of uh, di- in if you look at all these trends it will it's basically going towards more and more digital adoptions across the world and you know basically changing our behavior to do everything and anything on the digital platforms yeah so yeah. that so from that perspective i think digital ad business digital marketing business has just begun to show the uh, kind of potential that it already has so now the focus would the growth would come from increasing the market shares by these players that's beautifully put mohit actually uh, yeah. digital is the next thing yeah exactly so uh, yeah, yeah so i just wanted to you know uh, understand that since you talked about the digital technology being taking the all all over the uh, you know path through through these all through this tough times of covid 19 so your experience coming in ma- majority of the time like in digital technology consulting and you working in especially in banking and finance sector so how do you see banking and finance sector post covid 19 period banking and finance sector post covid 19 period okay i think a lot of sectors has uh, has been impacted because of the pandemic because this is um, almost once in a lifetime scenario that you see a pandemic at this scale uh, every business had to adjust their business model according to what the current scenario is uh, banking and sector uh, banking sector and insurance sector or financial services sector they are very uh, you know these are the some of the sectors which are very resilient uh, throughout the history they you know they take time to absorb the change but then uh, once they absorb the change they, they you know they continue on that journey a lot of what i have seen in my uh, past before the covid or pandemic happening is all uh, all of my banking clients insurance clients adopting new technologies uh, new way of working and uh, they all have initiatives around blockchain technologies as well so everyone was you know embracing uh, to become more digital already uh, is just that covid has accelerated that path and you know as we uh, uh, shifted the timelines maybe from two years to you know forward to one quarter only so now everyone uh, in this whole uh, scenario what takes key importance what i feel is the cybersecurity aspect because as more and more of uh, the resources are uh, human capital that goes uh, to work in the uh, virtual environments the cybersecurity threats uh, will take more prominence and these uh, these companies are gearing up to ensure they have the infrastructure in place to um, provide a reliable service as they've been providing throughout the years so uh, i think that's where their focus is right now and that will that will continue to be the focus for the next four years for the next few years uh, in addition to uh, you know adopting new technologies and then you know uh, uh, utilizing either blockchain and ai and machine learnings to increase efficiencies throughout the business you know uh, they say that this is a pandemic but i feel for uh, information technology it is a boom 
uh, boon because uh, you know what things that they had planned for next five years they're doing it in just one year. So we are we are getting closer to uh, the future very very soon, and I think it's a good thing. So before I uh, you know pop the last question to you before we leave you um, uh, for your evening tea and you know for your dinner, I just wanted to know how is Cognizant coping up with this current situation of COVID and what are the new things that you are uh, getting onto the table to um, to become more technologically sound? Like any any other company. Uh, you know, we have all the checks in, in Cognizant. We have all, you know, the company has uh, has all the checks and balances in place. Of course, I'm uh, not the right person to speak on behalf of Cognizant. Uh, so uh, I wouldn't say uh, like any other IT uh, company, uh, our company is also embracing the change by focusing on the needs of uh, mm. their uh, human resources available. So, you know, from me personal sharing from my personal experiences that uh, any kind of support that I need from my company, I think uh, mm. the HRs and everyone has, has been providing that. And mm. from a technology perspective, that is our business, right? So we, we provide technology services and digital business capabilities to our clients. So uh, we are completely uh, able to utilize those services for ourselves as well. So I think we are in a pretty good shape there. And then uh, definitely um, seeing how the market is shaping up and then adjusting our, our ways accordingly. Perfect. Stress. Uh, I think we should let Mohit go now. And uh, and also Mohit, thank you so much for joining us. Um, you know, it was a pleasure having you here. Uh, and and you know, uh, hope to meet you soon in person, and we can have a chit chat about technology and blockchain, and you can teach me something about it. <laughs> Same here, guys. Nice meeting you, Stress and Kapit. Uh, yeah, it was a pleasure to have you here. Thanks. Thanks a lot. See you. See ya. Bye. Bye. Thank bye. You so much. Bye. Bye.